What is up, everybody? This is Alex, and you are listening to the American Toffee Podcast, serving up the latest Everton news with stateside views. I'd like to start off, as usual, by saying thank you so much for tuning in, um, whether you've listened to the last couple episodes or this is your first time. Um, So real quick, just to get started off, we're going to go through uh, kind of three topics. We're going to start off with transfers. That's usually everyone's favorite part. We only have uh, three days left in the transfer window, so that's a big one. Um, Next, we're going to go into just some general Everton bits. Um, And then lastly, we're going to talk about pre-match Leicester versus Everton. Um, So to get started off with transfers, as we've seen throughout the window, um, you know, there's a big question mark around Sandro. And it seems as though over the last couple days, it's it's imminent that he would like to go on a short-term loan. Um, uh, Hopefully... I'm hoping that it's going to go. He's going to go to a uh, Premier League club. I haven't seen any other any other links other than Newcastle, which kind of came about last last week. Um, but it is it is known 100% that the club does not want to sell him outright. So that's a good sign. I see a lot of people talking about it, and he definitely hasn't been the best, and he's not adapting to the league as as everyone hoped he would have. But at the same time, purchase him for about five million pounds. Uh, he's on pretty high wages. What I've seen is 100k a week, um, but at the same time, I still see it as pretty low risk but high reward. Uh, if if we can loan him out to let's just say Newcastle because that's you know that's the only links we're seeing so far, um, or as of late, and you know he can get if he can get you know 10 matches with Newcastle through you know over the next four months that would be awesome. Uh, get him, you know, get him some game time in the Premier League. I bet you he's going to play out wide. He's not strong enough to play up front, neither nor is he is he fast enough. Um, so you know, if, get him some game time in Newcastle. They desperately need need uh, forward players, and see what he can do. And then he'll have a full uh, a full preseason with the with the uh, first team at Everton, and hopefully, you know, maybe he can he can start contributing next season. Next up, here's a big one: Davy Klassen. Um, everyone's asking, you know, should he go? People are pretty pissed about his lack of contribution. I'm pretty puzzled as to how he can't even make the 18, you know, week in, week out. I can't remember the last time he was in involved, period, with a Premier League game, whether that was just that he sat on the bench. Um, but his agent did come out and say, I think last week, that Davey wants to stay and fight for his place. And in my opinion... You know, you can't really ask for anything more. Um, that shows that he wants to be here. It shows that he wants to be able to contribute and work with the team and that he wants to do better than he's doing. So I think that that's absolutely the right attitude that he he, he has. It's the attitude that we need to have in the team. Um, and, you know, if you all listened to uh, my last episode, I think three, four days ago, you know, in my, my biggest opinion is that we're really missing that box-to-box midfielder that can help transition from def- defense to attack. Um, and, you know, he's, he's one of the guys that can do it. Um, so I think that that would be, I think that that would be ideal. I think he should stay where he's at, keep putting in the time on the training ground, and uh, see where we can go from there. Next up, um, Allardyce has said outright that he will listen to absolutely no offers whether it's a loan or buy for Nias this window. Um, I think that that's awesome. Everyone knows he's, he's a cult hero. He scores what he wants. And again, um, he has absolutely the best goal per minute ratio at the club. 
I think he was about 90-some-odd minutes per goal. Rooney has about 150 and 150 minutes per goal, and Calvert-Lewin has something along the lines of 250 minutes per goal. Um, so with that being said, you can't argue, you can't argue with the output. He's got to be here, um, and I look forward to seeing him in the shirt for the rest of the season. We've got Kevin Vogt, I believe that's how you pronounce it, the Hoffenheim captain. He's a center back. He's right-footed, um, and he's 26 years old. I don't know if you guys have seen him play. He's been playing in the Champions League with Hoffenheim this season. He really impressed against Liverpool um, a couple weeks back. I think that would be an ideal signing at center back for Everton, right? He's playing in the Champions League. He's at a prime age, right? And, you know, although it is kind of puzzling that they're looking at a, a right-footed uh, defensive player in general, but you got to think uh, Jagielka is 35, Ashley Williams is 33. Um, so, you know, I think that this guy could come in and uh, become a staple in the team for the next four, five, six years, honestly, if he wanted to. So I really look forward to seeing how that unfolds, even if, you know, we have to wait for the summertime because I saw kind of bits saying that maybe they wouldn't allow him to go in January, but possibly the summer. So that would be ideal. Next, we have Leander Dendonker from uh, Anderlecht. He's 22 years old, right? He, from what I've seen, he primarily primarily plays as a box-to-box central midfielder, which, in my opinion, is absolutely what we need. But he can also play as like a holding defensive midfielder, and lastly, I guess his tertiary position would be a center back. Um, from what I've seen, from what I've read, he's about six foot two. He's pretty strong. He's well-rounded in his game, a good range of passing, especially if he's playing in a defensive role. Um, I think that it would be a no-brainer if you could snap him up. I think it would be pretty low risk. You know, I don't think that he'd be too expensive, uh, especially since Moshiri said, I want to say two weeks ago, that as long as he is at Everton, uh, wages are not an issue. Transfer, transfer fees are not an issue. Um, so if that's a possibility, then... I would say go for it, especially since, you know, I think it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty uh, blanket statement across supporters that, um, you know, some overhaul in central midfield is kind of necessary. Barkley's gone. I don't know if you guys saw or you guys and gals saw uh, his debut for Chelsea, but it was horrible. It was awful. And uh, uh, Conte had kind of a, a funny reaction to it when he was being interviewed, uh, saying that he, you know, he had to take his one of his best players off, Willian, and I say in quotes, and all I had was Barkley on the bench. Um, I like to th- I, I like to hope that that was just due to, uh, you know, a little bit of broken English, but that's that's funny nonetheless. So you know, Barkley's gone. Schneiderlin obviously don't know what's going on with him. Um, I think it's got to be some type of mental mental thing he's got going on. Davies is still young, right? He's 19 years old. He's still learning and progressing. You know, he's, he's having a bit of a sophomore slump, a second-year slump. Uh, Klassen obviously has not, has not transitioned um, to the Premier League anywhere near as effectively we thought. Again, he can't even make the 18. So it's very, it's very um, apparent that, you know, we need to sign one or two players for central midfield soon. And going along those lines, uh, we're also linked with 
Marcelo Brozovic from uh, Inter Milan. We were also linked with him over the summer, if, if, if you guys knew or remember. Uh, he plays uh, for Croatia as well. He's generally speaking a box-to-box central midfielder. Uh, he's only 25 years old, so great age there. Um, I personally think it's kind of far-fetched. The links don't seem very decisive. I think, you know, I think it, it might be a little clickbaity, to be honest. Um, I personally haven't seen him play very much. I don't know a whole lot about him except for, um, you know, I guess that he's a box-to-box central midfielder, but we'll see how it works out. And lastly, per usual, last, I think, you know, week and a half, two weeks, Joe Bryan from Bristol City. He's the left back. Um, he's been linked to the club, but there's been a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of, uh, um, uh, I guess, resolution. The Bristol City, the club, said that they expect multiple bids from Everton in the next couple of days. I think this was said yesterday. So that's kind of exciting to see. Um, Again, he had a fantastic performance against Manchester United about a week ago. He's definitely a pacey left back, can can play on both sides of the pitch. Um, still pretty young. I want to say he's 23. Don't quote me on that, though. Pretty good passing. Can obviously finish. He scored. So I, I would be pretty excited. And again, you know, we are crying out for anyone that's left-footed in the team. And that would also eliminate uh, Cuco Martino from starting because why in the world would a club like Everton have uh, Cuco Martino, who just left Southampton on a free, uh, starting week in, week out? So, moving on from transfers, uh, just kind of the general bit. So, Kieran Dow, he's been impressing at Nottingham Forest. Uh, he has He's on 10 goals this season, has some assists as well. He was playing Hull City yesterday. And the manager was full of praise for him afterwards. You know, he said a couple things like when he gets the ball, you know, you just have this feeling that he's going to do something positive. He um, commended his fantastic first touch. And then Dow himself talked about how his his work rate and his fitness levels feel better than they ever have. He, he said outright that um, he only felt that he could really put in a good performance for about 70 minutes. And his manager, or beforehand... And his manager also said he would kind of get lost in games. And over the last couple months, they kind of drilled that out of him. And he's been fantastic on and off the ball now. So that's super exciting. Um, Dowell's staying at Nottingham Forest for the rest of the season. Uh, I'm really hoping that he can kind of set himself a target, maybe 15 goals, and uh, finish it off strong, come in for a full preseason over the summer, and uh, see him in the 18 consistently next season for Everton. Here's a nice debate I saw on the Everton subreddit. If you're not on Reddit or not on the Everton subreddit, you should definitely join. It's an awesome community, a lot of good debates, a conversation, um, really nice people there. That's actually how I got started podcasting. They kind of pushed me to do it and supported me. So um, definitely check it out if you haven't. But here's a debate I saw, I think, yesterday, right? And the question was, should John Joe Kenny move to left back when Coleman returns? And here's what I'll say. Assuming we don't sign anyone this window and Coleman returns, you know, probably in the next month, I would say absolutely yes. Now, this kind of goes against a lot of of the conversation I saw. Um, But here's my reasoning, right? It's going to give him more time on the pitch. Martino doesn't need to be on the pitch. 
John Joe Kenny between who we have left, right? Garbit, uh, Kuko Martina. Holgates have been playing center back, and you know that's his main position. Between those three guys, Kenny has absolutely the best defensive prowess, right? Furthermore, he's better going forward. Well, maybe nothing Garbit, but you know he he has a better better defensive prowess, um, and I think that he's he's uh, legitimately uh, a kid that can go very far in the Everton first team. And he definitely, I think he'll definitely uh, mature into the type of player that could absolutely challenge for the top six, top four, like Everton say their ambitions are. So, uh, in my opinion, more time on the pitch is a positive. And, you know, I guess on the on on the the other side of the debate, right? Whether whether Luke Garbage should should be playing com- as compared to John Joe Kenny. Again, all of this assuming we don't sign a left back. Uh, I, I know that. I understand the desire for a left foot, but my point is, if Luke Garbett can't dis- distinguish himself from the other guys in a U23 match, then why on earth would you give him time in the first team? What is the point, right? I understand, you know, he can whip some fantastic balls in from the left. I get it that it would it would help that we would have a left-footed player, you know, Kuko will run up, run up the left flank, and then he always has to cut in on his right foot. I get it. It's pretty one-dimensional, and Kenny would most likely be doing the same thing. But the point is, if he can't distinguish dis- distinguish himself from the other U23 players in a match on either side, why on earth put him in the first team? A left foot alone is not that important when you're when you're looking at it in context. So, I absolutely believe Kenny should be playing left back when Coleman returns, assuming we don't sign another left back. Now, moving into what we've all been waiting for, the pre-match. Uh, Leicester City is coming to Goodison Park on the 31st, which is Wednesday. Uh, that's 2.45 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, 7.45 p.m. in England. Uh, so, a little bit about Leicester. They're six points ahead of us at seventh in the table. Um, we sit ninth. Same amount of games played. Now, everyone about a week ago was saying that West Bromwich Albion at home was a must win. And I'm going to tell you right now, this game, this match is the must win. They are in seventh, obviously, which is exactly where we need to be aiming to finishing, especially off, you know, this pretty poor season. And furthermore, you know, if you if you can't compete with the teams that absolutely should not be in the top six, right? Uh, you can't tell me. Look at their team sheet. They should be in the top six in any stretch by any stretch of the imagination. If you can't compete with someone like Leicester, or you know, as as a shock as it is, uh, Burnley, then you you can't call yourself a club with ambition. So this is the must-win match. Last time out, we played them away. Uh, they beat us two nil. That actually was also the first match Unsworth was in charge. Um, per usual, they're going to play a t- uh, counter-attacking football, right? They're going to use the pace of Jamie Vardy, uh, obviously Riyad Mahrez. So, you know, we're going to have to set up, in my opinion, to kind of control the midfield. So you're going to say, Alex, how should we line up? But I'm going to tell you just that. So obviously, Pickford and goal, back line, and this is assuming we don't sign a left back. I'm going to say, John Joe Kenny, uh, Holgate. Jagielka and Martina at left back, unfortunately. 
Uh, I chose Jagielka over Williams because I think that we could use the bit of extra pace, especially on that on that counterattacking uh, style of play that Leicester have. So I, th- I think that that would be pretty beneficial. Everyone, I think everyone knows that Jagielka's got a, a sneaky amount of pace going on there. I saw a quick interview with Calvert-Lewin a couple weeks ago, and they asked him who else on the team was was quick, and he said Phil Jagielka, even at 35 years old, he still got it. Um, so, uh, if I didn't mention it before, like 4-3-3, right? So backline, Kenny Holgate, Jagielka, Martina. Going in the midfield, this is where mine might differ from a lot of y'all's. Uh, I'm going to say Ghana, who's going to be the defensive midfielder, obviously he's not gonna he's not gonna sit in sit in deep like Schneiderlin or Barry used to, but he's obviously gonna be positioned a little further back. I want to see Davies playing that box to box role, right? When he's at his best, he is fantastic at transitioning play, and as I said last last episode, he is absolutely what we need. Him or Klassen are gonna have to get their shit together, and you know beef up their form a little bit and help us transition play because we have nobody else to do it. Rooney is the only other person that can do it and he doesn't have the legs to be doing that for 90 minutes. And furthermore, he can't help on the defensive side of the ball. And that's the issue. Davies has stamina for days and so I'd like to I'd like to see him come back in uh, for Schneiderlin. And then quite obviously at attacking midfield, I'd like to see Sigurdsson start and just give him the freedom to find space between the lines however he sees fit. Uh, just give him that free roll uh, I saw some pretty good link-up play uh, last week, so I'm excited to see what he can do again uh, a couple more weeks in the middle, as we all know that's his best position. In our front three, uh, Balassi on the left, Tozun up front, and Walcott on the right. And I must say, that is a fantastic-looking front three. That right there is a front three that could be challenging for the top six, you know, top five, maybe the top four next season especially if Tozun can uh, really find his footing and get firing on all cylinders in the Premier League like we know he can. Now, as far as the entire squad's concerned, you probably all saw this coming, but I would like to see Schneiderlin drop from the 18 entirely, and I want to see Klassen come in on the bench for him. I think it's about that time. Schneiderlin's been given way too much time. I honestly, nobody knows why he's still starting. And I'd like to see Klassen come in. If, if we can get um, a pretty strong hold on the, on the match, you know, maybe 65, 70, 80 minutes in and we're still going strong, maybe we're up, you know, give him, give him 10, 15 minutes in there and see what he can do, especially with a little less pressure on him than, you know, everyone's been under. Because everyone's been under pressure and the senior guys are not playing as well as they should be. And so, you know, no matter who you are, when the entire team's under pressure and you're not performing, it's going to take a toll. So, again, keys to the match, right? As I said previously, control the midfield. Absolutely going to have to control the midfield, uh, aim to control possession, especially at Goodison Park, right? Second, Ghana and Davies have to have perfect positioning out of possession, right? They cannot get caught out when position when possession flips to Leicester because, again, everyone knows they have lightning-fast counterattacks, um, and that's really where we can get screwed. So in closing, um, again, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you're on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review. That helps me so much with 
the rankings and the search algorithms. Uh, furthermore, you know, it, it helps kind of uh, encourage people to, that, that find the podcast that, you know, aren't, aren't getting it directly from me on Reddit or wherever else or the website uh, to check it out. Furthermore, email, email me or comment on Reddit with topics or questions I can include in the episodes. Um, as I said the last episode, I really want to make this a community-driven project, podcast. Um, you know, I'm doing it for fun, and the most fun part to me is being able to uh, interact with everyone in the community and, you know, get and give my opinion on different topics. So please do that. If you don't already, follow me on Twitter at Virginia Toffee. Uh, also, check out my website, americantoffee.net. Uh, I've got a good friend, Tyler, who started doing a Premier League weekly roundup piece. So this weekend, he's got the FA Cup matches up there with a, with a summary of each match as well as, uh, as well as the final scores. And lastly, close out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a post-match uh, recording up on Wednesday evening for the uh, match. So let's hope that we have, uh, I have good news for you guys and... Uh, I'll see you then.